Welcome to Twink Wars, the Teen Wolf podcast where we're still talking about our favorite season, season 3B, and we still love it so much. I'm Rashad. And I'm Heather. And today I'm recording the podcast Standing Up. And I feel like a stand-up comedian. And you performing look like for one. Rashad. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Woo, Heather! So what about that pl- airplane food? God, I couldn't even get out the example of a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Anyway. How are That's you doing? Okay. <laughs> I am pretty good. I've been celebrating my birthday. All week long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's been fun. As you know, my sister-in-law got me those VIP Drake tickets. So that was amazing. Um, All the free food and booze I could handle. And I didn't get too crazy because my soon-to-be-in-college niece was with me. Soon-to-be-in-college? Yeah, this is her senior year. She's Oh, you're... Okay. Yeah, you were talking about your other niece at dinner yeah who is 11 and i'm like ah (laughs) yeah no she's smart but she's not that smart okay but like no her sister will she was looking at uh colleges earlier this week so she went with me to drake because i also took her with me when i went and saw selena gomez nice so this is our second concert together it was fun it's really interesting seeing how our concert experiences have changed Going from regular concerts to the VIP lounge. That and just, you know, she was really small when I took her to see Selena Gomez because that was like the revival era. And now we're seeing Drake together and Mm -hmm. she looked like, she looked amazing. I love her so much. She's so beautiful. (laughs) I'm so proud of her. She's amazing. I love her. But anyway, so there's that. And then I've just been like going to all sorts of birthday events and dinners. It's been fun. How are you? I'm all right. So I bought a vinyl record player recently, but as everybody also probably knows, I have three cats. So that presented a bit of a challenge. My solution, of course, was to buy a dog crate, although it's like a decorative one. So it looks like a table, kind of, but it's got a cage. So I put the vinyl player in the cage thinking, okay, well, now the cats can't get to it. But Misha is made of liquid and already figured out how to get into it yeah she definitely t1000 her way in i went away for like 10 minutes and i came back and she was already in it like magic but now i've put up wrapping paper behind the section of the grate that she got through and so far she hasn't figured out that she can probably just push right through it and i hope she never does yeah but yeah not much else going on okay Also, we forgot to mention what episode we're talking about today. God, Even though we mentioned it multiple times, man, it's fine. Man, you would not think that just standing instead of sitting would throw you off this much, but I'm just not. This is weird. It's okay. <laughs> today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 16, Illuminated. Yes. And I don't really care what episode of 3B it is. I, I know you said you four, were giving up on three, it. Yeah, I don't know. Last time we yeah. talked about it. So... Our topic, I decided that since it's my birthday, (laughs) I want us to throw out our usual, like, topic trappings, and we're just going to pick our favorite soundtrack. You want to go first since you're the birthday boy? Yes. (laughs) Um, I chose Queen of the Damned. 
I love that soundtrack so much. Uh, It's better than the movie. (laughs) And I mean, I enjoy the movie for what it is, but it that soundtrack is just like chef's kiss. And then I love that they had um, all the like stuff between the like songs that Lestat sang in the movies versus like how they had to do it for they had to re-record them for the actual album. Wasn't it um, Chester Benningfield that Bennington Bennington that did his voice? Yes, and then they had the lead singer from Corn. It was either one of the two. Either one of them was the one that sang in the movie, and the other one sang on the album. But I can't remember which is which. I feel like it was Chester that sang in the movie. Sure, I could be pulling that out of my ass. I don't know. It's been a long time since I actually like that information mattered. I listen to the soundtrack all the time, but. That part escapes me. Yeah, that is a good choice. I remember really being into that, even though, again, the movie was like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one I chose is Twilight, which I think you can also say the soundtrack is better than the movie, even though I love Twilight. I mean, that soundtrack slaps. Oh my god, it's so good. It's like just the perfect indie album, really. Like, it sets the mood perfectly. Like, I can listen to it now, and it just puts me right back in Twilight mode. Although I am in the camp of people that thinks I caught myself should have gotten the shine that Decode got. Mm. Decode is good, but I think I caught myself is better. And I feel like I'm the, I've only met one other person that agreed with me. I have no real opinion on that, and I didn't know that it was a big debate. As, it's not really a debate. <laughs> it's just one of those things where everybody talks about Decode, mm. and then I'm just sitting here like, what about I caught myself? Mm. They're all good. They're all good. Eyes on Fire, I think, is my favorite. I wasn't, I didn't plan ahead for this. I would have looked at what set, all the track names are and everything and who sang them, but we didn't, we don't do that here. Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't research no. shit. But yeah, that's my favorite. That, well, I, I think all of the, all four of the Twilight soundtracks are good. I really like the Underworld and the Resident Evil soundtracks. I, I'm sure that everybody's piecing together that like all of my favorite soundtracks come from a very specific era of music. Mm-hmm. Very similar sounds. Very similar movies. Yeah. What else? Um, I mean, there's other ones I can think of that are like movie musical soundtracks, like the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Oh my God. I fucking love that movie. Yes. Um, and the soundtrack. <laughs> Once More With Feeling, the Buffy mm-hmm. the Vampire Slayer musical. Um, the Great Gatsby soundtrack. I wore that bitch out. I never even saw that movie. Uh, that's unfortunate. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that movie, but I love that soundtrack even more. Recently, the Barbie soundtrack was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I've been listening. I've actually had that soundtrack resurge in my life because I was like listening to it a lot. Well, as the singles were just like dropping leading up to the movie. And then when the movie actually came out, I quit listening to all of it. Like, I want to say within the past two weeks, I've been listening to Dance the Night Away. I love that song. It's I so know. Good. It's so fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Me and the girls were singing it, like, driving in the car. Yeah. It was so fun. Just Oh, Spider-Man across the, the first one. Spider- Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. That was an amazing soundtrack. That one was good. Um, The Spider... The first two Spider... The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies had good soundtracks. Um, All of those early Marvel movies pre-MCU had really good um, dad rock music. <laughs> like, um, that second Spider-Man movie had 
it was like very pop punky. It was like very emo because that's mm-hmm. where uh, Vindicated came from. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only th- song I can think of that I know is on that. <laughs> yeah, and like Yellow Card was on that soundtrack. I remember being very introspective and sitting on a swing set listening to that soundtrack quite a bit. I mean, there's old ones like the Big Chill soundtrack is great. What was it? Oh, My Best Friend's Wedding. I really enjoy. I can't remember that one. It wasn't a big like deal. I don't even know why I had it, but I had the CD of it. It's just a lot of fun, fun like classic oldie yeah. love songs and stuff. Um, the Daredevil soundtrack, which I just called Daredevil the longest Evanescence music video ever <laughs> because that's all it was for me. That was mm-hmm. what put them on the map for me. The Matrix soundtrack. Yes, the first one. And I also liked Reloaded. I never listened to the third soundtrack. I kind of blocked out all but the first movie. That's fair. Pretend they didn't happen. Yeah. So, I don't I didn't even like the Animatrix that much. I thought it was cool, but... I didn't watch that. No lingering attachments to it. Unfortunately, I feel like that was one of those movies that it was perfect as it, as it was. Had no need to elaborate. Yeah. It was good and done. Move on. <laughs> but, oh well. So, Anything else? Any others? Or do we think we've covered it? I'm sure there's tons more. Yeah. Oh, the hercules soundtrack <laughs> i love the hercules soundtrack um i won't say i'm in love absolute banger oh that well now that reminds me of when i was a kid and i had the oliver and company cassette uh fuck <laughs> yes yes um what's that one that the the one the one yeah i don't i i just remember that i had it it was the, Billy like Joel. street savoir fair yeah. or something like that yeah. i may have butchered that but i'm picturing them like Walking, down, walking the street. down the street, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> song was fire. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, I think let's let's be done with that. All right, one. cool. So yeah, soundtracks. <laughs> okay, so awesome. the episode that we are talking about today is, as stated previously, episode sixteen, Illuminated. It aired on January twenty seventh, twenty fourteen. It was directed by Russell McGahee and it was written by Alyssa Clark and Angela Harvey. And it had a viewership of one point eight seven. So it's down, but mm-hmm. it's still good. Yeah. There wasn't any real trivia in this episode, but they did have a goof on IMDb that I figured I'd just point out. Mm. So in the episode when they are breaking into the police station or sheriff station, Styles says that he copied those key cards or whatever using an RFID scanner. However, when Scott uses them, he swipes them like a credit card. He does not use an RFID chip. I didn't know what an rfid chip thing was i'm pretty sure that's like with like a key fob and you swipe it yeah but not like a the strip on the back of a credit card that you swipe through a thing yeah i think but i don't know anyway that's something they messed up Hmm. and i didn't really i didn't write down every song name it's a lot of rave music yeah pretty much all of it is probably by the bloody beat roots which who he i guess cameoed Yep. At the rave. Um, the one we pointed out that we said we really liked was called Chronicles of a Fallen Love. Does the Bloody Beat Roots write music for the show? They're in every episode almost. Who knows? It could be either or. I don't know. If somebody knows and wants to fill us in, please do. It is playing during that scene where Allison sees Scott and Kira holding hands. Yeah. And it's called Chronicles of a Fallen Love. So I don't know. Anyway, we liked that one. Yeah, it was a vibe. Yeah. Previously on, we really only needed to know stuff about last week, really. Um, 
that Barrow had hidden in the chemical room at school and someone had written in atomic numbers Kira's name. Barrow kidnapped Kira and took pictures of her. And then at the end of the episode, Isaac was attacked by smoke ninjas. And so to summarize, I'm going to use, even though the names for some of these things haven't been revealed yet, I'm just going to use them because I recognize them as what they are without the show revealing anything to me. I'm going to keep calling them smoke ninjas. I just call them little Oni ninjas. (laughs) The Oni ninjas are running about town. They're not really hurting people, but they're fucking them up mentally for sure. Mm -hmm. And we've got Scott's dad (coughs) taking Kira's phone and like all sorts of evidence and questioning the kids. And the kids are like, we will tell you the truth, but also fuck you. And we're not telling you everything. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a little quest to get Kira's phone back. Allison and Isaac are keeping Chris's secret about the Oni from everybody, even though they don't really know what the secret that they're keeping is. Yeah. Ethan and Aiden are still trying to get on everyone's good side. So they're throwing a rave and they do it in Derek's place because that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, he does have the perfect yeah. spot for yeah. a rave. It is. Hands down, mm-hmm. if I was going to throw a rave, it would absolutely be at Derek's yeah, place. He should be profiting off of that. He should be. Honestly, it's like kind of, that's really all there is. Uh, Kira is figuring out what her deal is, and she keeps seeing her Kitsune Ara because she's a Japanese girl with a fox spirit Ara. It's she, like if you know anything about <laughs> Japanese folklore, she's a Kitsune. It's mm-hmm. pretty clear. Which I can say these. This was my first introduction to things like Kitsune and Oni and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not big on my Japanese folklore. That's okay. Not everybody is. Yep. As a weeb, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is my area of expertise. I don't know a damn thing about a Duroc, hmm. but I know about Kitsune. It's and a fun word to say. It is. It's Kitsune. very fun. It's a pretty word. It's a fun word. Kitsune in general are just really awesome. That's about it. I don't think I missed anything. There wasn't like a whole lot going on in this episode. No, not really. But it was still a good one. Yep. Like all of them so far this season. We pick up where we left off. Allison and Chris get into the bedroom and Isaac is alone, but he's like convulsing on the floor and freezing well actually like before that there's this weird scene with these kids it's halloween yeah we totally i skipped over the fact that it's halloween yeah and these kids are smashing pumpkins no pun intended and (laughs) then the oni just show up walking down the street and scare the little fuckers if i had scrolled down further i would have seen my note where i had written that they remind me of the gentleman from buffy the vampire slayer oh because they're silent and they're just marching or floating through town just kind of mysteriously fucking people up yes quietly yeah then they find isaac yes and chris is like little boy you need to turn so he just starts beating the shit out of isaac yeah just what we needed more of people hitting isaac yeah i don't i don't like it but it was warranted this time this is one of the few times where Let's hurt the werewolves to snap them out of it is, like, warranted, I guess. I guess. I still don't understand why their healing isn't just triggered anytime they need to heal. I guess when it's psychological, there's no way to do that. Okay. I don't... (laughs) Actually, you know what? I don't think that it's them turning so much that snaps them out of it as the pain. 
Yeah, but if you're, I mean, there have been other times where they're already in pain. Yeah. They're already suffering. So. Now, those times, those times I agree with you. This time I think that they needed to hurt them so bad that it snapped them out of what was going on. And because they can heal, it's like, well, let's just hurt them really bad. Well, I mean, at least Chris doesn't break his arm. Yeah, he just punches him. Right. Which you'd think if it worked this time. It should always work. You don't need to break each other's arms. Well, the other ones weren't there for that. So, fair enough. And Ethan and Aiden are pretty prone to being assholes. Mm. And they like to hurt other people and each other from what we've seen. I know. I'm just mostly thinking about all the times that Derek used this approach. Fair enough. Could have just pinched them. No. (laughs) Not if you're a hail. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, geez. Now I'm almost falling over because this standing up thing is a, oh, <laughs> an ordeal. I'm not going to quit, though. Whole episode. Stick standing. to it. <laughs> so um, so Isaac snaps out of it and he's all crying. I wrote poor little baby. Yeah. My note. I love him so much. He starts crying and he says there's five of them and he couldn't see their faces and they have greenish yellow eyes like fireflies. Yes. And that triggers some kind of memory with Chris. And they came out of the shadows. Yes. Um, And of course, Chris loves to be secretive and not just tell people what's going on. Mm -hmm. So he tells them that he thinks that the the Oni were there for him and he needs to go do something. But they need to not tell anyone for, what, 24 hours? Yes. Which I think is interesting because the Oni seem to know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think they made a mistake. No. I think they may have come there because of Chris, but I don't think they came there for him necessarily. I don't. It's hard to say because I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Since we've seen it before. But I guess if you're Chris in this situation and he apparently has some experience with these things. Yeah. It tracks to think they broke into my house. Yeah. They might be here for me. Yeah. And we find out he has a broken Oni mask in his possession. Yes. And then we cut to the theme song, which is... They remixed the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, incredibly fast EDM version. When I was first watching it, I was like, what the hell? Why? And I was yeah. like, did the episode run long and they needed to cut down time spent on the theme song or something? But As the episode progressed, you're like, yeah. oh. Oh, they went to a rave. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I had so many notes so. about that for some reason. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Scott's dad questioning the kids. Yes. And they're being difficult but honest. When did you get there at the same time? At the same time as who? As Scott. Was that a coincidence? Was what a coincidence? Like, just back and forth. Yes. They're being very shady. So Scott's dad asks them how they thought to go to the electric place. What's it called? Power substation. Yeah. The electric place. (laughs) I knew what you meant. (laughs) Um, And Stiles just says, well, he used to be an engineer. Electrical engineer. Where else would he go? Duh. And uh, so Scott's dad says that was a very good guess or deduction. And he, of course, Styles is like, what can I say? I take after my pops. He's in law enforcement. Finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, what did he say to make the sheriff laugh? I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. And then he's asking Scott and Kira what they were doing. And then, of course, they flub it. And one of them says eating pizza. One of them says eating sushi. And then. But that part, like. I was like, there was no lies there because no. they did both of those things. They yeah. just like fucked it up being awkward. Yeah, it was true. It just made them sound like liars. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
Oh, it, also Styles's dad says at one point that he hasn't believed a word Styles says since the day he learned to talk, which is funny. And Styles doesn't seem offended by that. Yeah, but I would be. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. I was like, um, I mean, I get the joke, but like, still, he's a baby. Yeah. So <laughs> you should trust your babies. What does they ask Kira? I can't remember. I just remember that they all lean in and they're like suspiciously like, or I guess he just asked her, "Is that what how you remember it?" Yeah, like he asked if that's how she remembered it. Honestly, I was leaning on you to remember all of this because we, we got to keep not doing that. I know. <laughs> obviously, doesn't work. Sometimes it was like sometimes we're really good about like pick, looking at every detail of something, yeah. and then sometimes it's like. This is fine. Like, I don't have, I don't care quite enough to write down every detail of what's happening, but I also am, like, not upset about anything that's happening, so it's just, like, you're just taking it in. This was just, like, kind of a take-it-in episode. Right. If it was something stupid, we would remember every single detail. Yeah. And we would talk about it for 20 minutes before moving on, but... But no, it was just, like, good. I think we just kind of enjoyed this one. Yeah. So, he confiscates Kira's phone. And she's like, I'm going to need that. And he was like, no, nope, too bad sorry. it's evidence. Um, they notice that the deputies are using a card scanner to get into like the evidence room and other rooms in the station where they're keeping her phone. Yep. And, and then uh, they all the kids leave. He lets them go. And then styles. Scott's dad stops Scott and talks about how Barrow being a pawn oh, yes. is worse than Barrow like just doing all of this on his own. Right. He points out that. If everything they've said is true, then someone let Barrow go and gave him his marching orders, yeah. as it were. So that's not good. Not at all. And then we cut to Kira, who's taking pictures of herself, mm-hmm. and she sees her Kitsune Ara. Yes, which is just basically, it looks like um, flames in like around her. Yeah. In her, like as a silhouette around her, I guess you'd say. It looks yeah. like a bubble of fire around her body. Yeah, she just, I mean, like, it just looks like an aura. <laughs> yeah, but flames. Yeah. So then we cut to school the next day, and Coach is yelling over a um, megaphone. Yeah. Just because there's no power, don't expect there to be no school, to which Styles um, congratulates him on using a triple negative. <laughs> and then he notices that he has a key on his keychain that he, well... Assuming just from him looking at it so confusedly, we assume that means he doesn't know what it is for. Yeah. So then Scott shows up around the same time Kira shows up, and they're just looking at each other awkwardly. And Kira's immediately, like, trying to avoid them. Yeah. And Styles is weary of her as well. Yeah. Which I think everybody's warranted in feeling how they feel at this point. Yeah, Scott wants to talk to her because he assumes that she's just, just like him. Like him. Some kind of supernatural creature and she doesn't know anything about what she is or what's going on and she probably needs a friend right styles makes a back to the future reference and says that she walked through 1.21 gigawatts of electricity (laughs) and that she is not like scott and they should not get involved with her until they know what her deal is which i think is very fair and very valid although i would have been team scott i am team scott in this moment but i stand by styles's Right. reservations i mean we just we know we love kira so yeah and i mean even like knowing without knowing what i know i would still be like yes yeah, scott 
let's yeah. talk to her. She like the girl got kidnapped and she clearly didn't know that she could do what she did. Right. I mean, what harm could it do to just talk to her about it? Yep. Nothing. None. But that's okay. Because it doesn't matter in the end. No. So then we cut to the locker room and it is twinks galore. Yeah. It's like triple twink alert in the locker room. And Danny is party planning. And then there's about two to three more background twink alerts. Yeah. So I doubt we'll be... I don't think we're going to have a counter for how many twinks. No, it's too many to keep. There's too many twink alerts in this one. Surprisingly, Danny does not have his shirt off in this scene. Yes, in this scene. But basically, he was trying to throw a Halloween party. A blacklight party specifically, but but yes, same thing. Mm -hmm. And the venue that he had booked can't do it because the power is out everywhere and he can't find anything else. Yeah. And so then Ethan explains to Aiden that Scott values people, not power. Mm -hmm. If he wants to be part of his pack, he should try being a human in high school. Yeah. If he wants to be a werewolf in his pack, he needs to try being a human in high school. Yes. Which Aiden thinks is stupid, but... And then Leah's mom is the new teacher. Because, sure, why not? Yeah, but (laughs) the show is already lying on itself, saying Harris taught biology when he was the chemistry teacher. Because that was the whole point of him in season one. Yep. Was that he did chemistry and taught fucking Psycho Kate Mm -hmm. how to murder... Uh, the hills with right. fire. Even though she just poured gasoline on their house. Yeah, the like end. it was. Well, she had people do it for her, but yeah, still, can, yeah. my semantics. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, um, I mean, I guess, yeah. Either I don't know whether they forgot or they're just like he teaches science. They're all the same. He teaches biology and chemistry. Which I mean, they well, they also had coach teaching economics. Yes, and. Like coaching, and then I'm pretty sure they had him stand in for Harris once as well. Well, they had several people just randomly substitute in his class, but I don't think they were trying to say these people also can teach chemistry. At least in my school, all of the coaches were also teachers. Oh yeah, and in fact, um, I think it's pretty much a rule yeah. in schools that all coaches have to be right. teachers. But I don't think teachers, like science teachers, teach chemistry and biology. I think you probably no in high school everybody has like a specialty right there's no like general science teacher at that point at that level like i think earth science is as like close as you're going to get to a Mm -hmm. general science teacher right but then there's still a specific earth science teacher yeah they didn't also teach chemistry no anyway so lydia's mom hasn't taught in five years and she wants lydia to try not to embarrass her to which lydia shoots back when you should have thought about that before you wore those shoes then she's like Touche. Yeah. So that's a fun little dynamic they have, apparently. And Aiden <laughs> wants to know why Lydia is being weird with him. And she explains that she saved someone's life and it felt really good. And when she looks at him, all she can think about is how he helped kill Boyd. Mm-hmm. And he's not just a bad boy. He's a bad guy. And she doesn't want to be with the bad guys. Took her long enough to come around to that. Lydia knew that Aiden was involved in this months ago. And she's just now realizing, no, I don't want to be with you. You're a bad guy. Well, that's because he hadn't killed a friend of hers yet. No, I'm saying she knew about him killing Boyd. It's been a while since that happened at this point. True, but that was the last time she... But the last time he tried to talk to her, she brought it up too. Yeah, but she still hooked up with him. I don't think she knew about Boyd at that time, though. It happened 3B. In this season, they hooked up. Remember, she's like, he was ghosting her. She was trying to reach out to him, and he was ignoring her. And then they hook up in Coach's office. Hmm. Last week. Last episode. (laughs) I know. I'm just like, 
I'm trying to think about when she found out about the Boyd situation, though. Way before that. Hmm. Okay. Either way, he sucks. Yes, he does. So Aiden decides that the best way to make up for being an accomplice to murder is to help Danny throw a party. Yes. (laughs) And so then they cut to Derek leaving his warehouse apartment. And then we cut to... Scott sitting next to Kira. And I made the note that Kira is wearing Marvel Comics pants. I did clock those, those leggings. Yes. See, and that's what I mean. Like, I would never wear that. Lydia, Allison, none of the other girls would ever wear that outfit. No. Specifically Kira. She's got a very distinctive style. She does. It's fun. I wasn't quite paying close enough attention back then, but I am now. Yeah. So she... She says she does not want to talk about what happened. And Scott's happy to go along with that, but then she immediately changes her mind. She tells Scott to take a picture of her with the flash, and then he sees her kitsune aura. Mm -hmm. And she says it started showing up a few, a couple of months ago. And it only happens with the flash on. Yes. And so Scott is immediately on board with helping her get her phone back because Barrow knew about it somehow and was taking those pictures of her on her own phone. Which, okay, this is another thing that I always bring up and we end up having a little debate about it. But if the police found her phone and saw these pictures on it, they would just assume that they've been edited. Yeah, it's it would be a filter. Nobody would look at this and go, oh my God. She's, She's a, a monster. fire demon. Yeah. Like, they're so freaked out about it when the police would literally just be like, well, that's weird. Not helpful for the case at all. I think to give them benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. phones did not have all the filters and crazy shit that they have now. Well, even if they didn't do the filter on their phone, it still could be a picture she has on her phone that they doctored in Photoshop or something. Fair enough. They would not look at it and assume, oh my God, she's a kitsune. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway, it does lead to a little fun heist thing, so it's fine, whatever. Derek gets approached by three trick-or-treaters, and I have some fucking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, where are their parents? Uh-huh. Why are they trick-or-treating at this abandoned warehouse randomly? Yep. And, like, those are my main two questions. Yeah, I was, I focused a little bit more on the fact that Derek was prepared for trick-or-treaters there. That was going to be my third question after we, like, talked about those two. But, yeah, yeah, we can throw it all in the same thing. Yeah, he's the only one who lives in this entire building. It's, it's a husk. It's. Yeah, I was like, it's an abandoned thing. It's It's not even meant for people to be living in it. So, (laughs) unless those M&Ms were all for him. I mean, you get a discount on Halloween, so. You know what? I bet he was. I bet it was his cheat day. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to get all this Halloween candy. Whole bag tonight. Yes. <laughs> That's my Halloween he's plans. Like, Peter's nowhere to be found. I've got a new lease on life. Haven't thought about my sister since hmm. the end of the last season. No, no, no one has. Who knows where she is? Who cares? Yeah. This is a Derek Hell show. He dropped her off somewhere and came back. Yeah. For some reason. So. Anyway. So I'm going to go home and eat all of this Halloween candy all by myself. Mm-hmm. So, so then, then, yeah. So, well, the, then the Oni show up, or the Smoke Ninjas, as I like to call yeah, them. Yeah, after he scares the children away yes. by roaring at them. Well, first he gives them candy. Yes, he gives he them candy. Yeah, because they're just standing there like freaks. Yeah. Which, like, the whole exchange was awkward mm-hmm. and weird, but okay. So the Oni show up, and then we cut away to... The twins helping Danny set up generators and black lights all over Derek's place. So Danny asks about whose house that it is or whatever, and they seem very confident that Derek isn't coming back tonight. Yeah. Why? There's no explanation of where they think Derek is. Do they not know he's... No, they've talked... Have they talked to him already? I guess they haven't seen him since he came back to Beacon Hills. 
So maybe no. they just Oh, because he's still been gone. He's probably been missing this entire time. Right. Okay. So they didn't, they just assume he's not coming MIA. back anytime soon. Or like, he hasn't been home all this time. Why would he come home all of a yeah. sudden? See, okay. I had a lot of questions about that, but now I've, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. He just happened to come back tonight. They had no way of knowing that that was going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Coincidence. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so that's when I didn't point out that Derek could make good money running raves out of his house. He absolutely could. Um, and that is when we cut to... Scott giving Kira a ride to the police station. Yes. And Styles meets them there and gives them the keys to the perimeter doors and the evidence room and his dad's office. Mm-hmm. And Scott asks if he stole them and he says he cloned them. And Scott asks if that's worse than stealing and he says it's smarter. Yeah, he's like, well... I like the way he delivers it, too. Like, oh, it's smarter. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, if I'm going to do it anyway, this is definitely the better of two evils. Yeah, I mean, like, do you want to get in or not? Yeah. Um, so then there's another funny exchange where Kira asks if Scott told Styles about the pictures. And he says, not that there's pictures of her being a kitsune on there, but that there's naked pictures of her on the phone. And the way that he delivers that part is also hilarious because he does like yeah. this weird like gulpy gasp when he says naked pictures <laughs> yeah he's so well like he doesn't it. know how she'll react to <laughs> yeah. him saying that about her and then she's just like huh. good idea yeah, smart that makes sense so that's when they go back to styles and he tells them that he cannot get his dad in further trouble or anything so if they get caught he will run and leave them both for dead Yes, and that they have to use the service entrance because somebody is always working the front and he says he'll text them if he sees anyone, mm-hmm. but he can't help them. Right. So they get into the station, and they do see one deputy, but they hide until he leaves. And they get into the evidence room, and I did made the note here that if Styles had been with them, that door would have been creakier. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Um, then we see Kira's Nokia phone. Yes. It's important that it's a Nokia. Mm-hmm. But it's out of battery so they need to charge it up and then they see the apple macbook macbook on the desk um and then they find a charger cable and i also saw that they had floppy disks in that drawer i saw that too (laughs) i don't think there's anything in that station that uses a floppy disk that macbook might have still used one but that's us i don't think a macbook ever used floppy disks i'm almost positive they did i don't think a lot any laptops use floppy disks i don't think you could use one of those they used to desktop. i absolutely had some that have floppy disk kidding? drives yeah my first laptop had one wow as i no. like gravely yeah it was a gateway wow okay i thought the I, the only technology they had that you could insert was the cd-rom no you could definitely i had a floppy drive in my gateway it was like a gateway solo wow was it gigantic and weighed 10 pounds um, <laughs> kind of, but not too. Yeah, it was definitely like bigger than my MacBook. Mm. It probably weighed as much as your laptop, but like thicker and definitely did not have the processing power. Right. All right. But it had that floppy disk drive. Learn something new every day. Yep. Um. So they turn on the at the MacBook and they see that the background picture is a. Little baby. Little baby Scott. Or really, little baby Tyler. Yes. With some chubby cheeks. Was that actually him? I think so. I assumed it it was. I was just curious. It looked like him, I think. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's just a moment where they realize, he realizes that his dad still is invested, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, him. for what it's worth, I'm like, I don't know about that. I was like, I don't want to give him too much credit for having a picture of his kid as his yeah. background. He could have anything as his background, but I get the sentimentality behind it. It's just shorthand, basically, for us. Yeah. Um. So then we cut back to Styles in his Jeep, and he's looking at that ding-dang key again. Yeah. What is it? I mean, it's... If I had a key mysteriously show up on my keychain, yeah. and I it would bug the fuck out of me too. Well, that has happened to me, but just because I forget they all all keys look the same, and then one it's day you're true. looking through your keychain and you're like, "What the fuck is this for? What does yeah. this open?" And it's probably like three houses ago or something. Yeah. So it would not. There's no way that it would ever be for me to be like, "Oh my god." This is a mystery I have to solve. <laughs> It'd just be like, I could probably throw this away, I think. It would, I like, it would bug me the way that it bugs Styles. Like, I'm fine going about my day, but then when I've got some downtime, what the fuck <laughs> does this go to? <laughs> I guess, I mean, I probably think about it for a little while, but then I would end up just realizing, well, if I don't know what it's for. It's probably not important. I can't use it, so might as well get rid of it. See, no, it would live on my keychain forever until I figured it out. Hmm. Okay, so at this point, he sees that Scott's dad is showing up at the office. Yep. And... Styles rushes in to intercept him. Yeah, so not really following through on his old leave them for dead policy. Yeah. <laughs> Which we knew he wouldn't. Well, that's just if they got caught. He didn't say that he wouldn't... Yeah, but he's well, still he did getting say that involved he help them. Yeah. He, he was not going to get involved. He was just going to let them know if somebody showed up and that was it. But True. But it's Styles, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, like, even if he did let them know, they wouldn't have been able to get out in time. Right. So. So he stops, what's his face? Raphael. Yeah. Before going in, he can get into the office and he rambles about how he had been thinking about the case. And how since all of the stuff went down at the school, it must be somebody who works at the school that was helping Barrow. Yeah. Break Breakthrough. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Which and I thought the shit, the Scott's dad, Raphael, yeah. was going to be like, uh, yeah, no shit. But he is like, uh, yeah, we know your dad came up with that and is acting like it was actually a groundbreaking, yeah. amazing deduction. I was surprised by that, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, you're in the FBI, huh? I don't think he's very good at his job no, either. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's why they just let him stay in Beacon Hills. Yeah. He can stay occupied with I'm like, this. Mm, I don't think FBI agents decide to just stick around somewhere. I have no idea how that works. I don't either, but I feel like their job is too important for <laughs> them to be see. like, I'm going to stay. Yeah. I'll... I don't think that the FBI would have any jurisdiction to be investigating a sheriff. Like the FBI is a federal agency. Yeah. And a sheriff is city or state. Like, I don't think the FBI would be able to get involved in whether a sheriff is solving cases or not. And why would they? In a town like Beacon Hills, why would the FBI give a shit if the sheriff's good at his job? The only thing that I can think of is the serial killer aspect of the Duroc because there were so many murders happening. But at the same time, I'm like, you definitely had a whole police station get massacred. Mm-hmm. But I think in that case, the FBI would show up and try to solve that case. And if Yeah, I feel like ended, they would have shown up more for the cannabis shit than the Duroc. Right. But they would just be like, and we got to go back to that town where the sheriff is completely incompetent. We'll work around him, whatever. And then yeah. they'd leave. But running an investigation into his ability to solve cases that I don't see how that is any of their jurisdiction. I don't either. And how would they even, like the town could. Right. If there was like a mayor. Right. And it's a 
it's a an elected position. So yeah. if he's not doing a good job, then he would just get voted out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Anyway. Good point. <laughs> so Raphael makes a dig at the sheriff for making one good call or whatever. And you should not insult the sheriff in front of Styles. He does not take that well. No. And he gets really creepy all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that he thinks that the reason that Raphael does not like his dad is because his dad knows something that he doesn't that Raphael doesn't want him to know. Mm-hmm. And Styles knows it too. We don't find out more about what that is at this point, but it does seem to get to Raphael. There's something there. It's that he's secretly a gay hooker on scandal. <laughs> right. That's the mystery. Uh-huh. And married to the president's chief of staff yeah cyrus yeah Bean. <laughs> right <laughs> or was he uh, yeah he was married to him right no eventually at first he was a side piece but then when it got like came out he's like well we have to spin this so mm-hmm. now we're getting married suck it up right so anyway then we cut to styles is back outside scott and kira come out because they have accomplished their mission and deleted the photos off of the phone. They did not. They point out that they can't take it because obviously they'll realize that it's gone. So they just delete the photos. Yeah. And Kira had a lot of fun. <laughs> and she's also impressed that this isn't Scott and Styles' first rodeo. Right. And they're like, because she asked them if they've ever done anything like that before. And they're like, once or twice. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scott gets ready to take her home. But invites her to Danny's party instead. And I just, at this point, have to point out that I just find their dynamic so much more believable than than Scott Scott and and Allison's. Yeah. Like, it's their, like, awkward, like, I guess it's time to go home now. Like, I don't, like, it's just, it's so much more real. Like, when, the way you act around someone you like. Yeah. It's so cute. It is. I love it. And then Allison and Scott is just like... I'm in love with you. Yeah. It's very soap opera. So extra. But then we cut to the rave. And Allison and Isaac are also at the party together. And Allison wore a flannel shirt to a rave. She's never dressed for the occasion. Like whatever situation she is headed to, she didn't pick the right outfit for it. No. She looks cute, but she's not dressed appropriately. But I also don't think that she was necessarily planning to be involved in raves shit. I know. It's just funny. But yeah. Um, and I also made the note that there's just way too many twinks to count. There are. Um, fun fact, I went to a blacklight party with Jen's little sister, Kelly. Was it fun? It was so fun. It seems like it would be. I loved it. I love her. We've had a lot of fun together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Ethan takes Danny to get painted and the girl says face her body and ethan says body and rips danny's shirt open what if he liked that shirt i know what if that was his favorite shirt it doesn't matter now yeah. it's gone now so then that girl takes like half an hour to paint one line i mean she paints a whole thing in like three seconds and then we cut back and she's mm-hmm. been spending like five ten minutes on stroking one line on his Chat. My head can is that she was like asking questions about like, so who's that boy? I thought she was just distracted and she was just like drawing this out because she's like. Oh, she also might be fucked up and just like, <laughs> or that. Right, let me focus on this. I mean, the reality is that actress didn't paint shit and they were just like, mime that you're painting something. Yeah. And she didn't mime it very well. <laughs> yeah. So that's when the smoke ninjas show up again. Yeah. And they're slowly creeping up on Danny. Mm-hmm. And then Ethan goes to get ice and the lights go out on him and he turns it back on, but it keeps flickering out. 
And then the last time that he does it, the light comes on and the Oni are there and they jump him. They have some fun reveals. Yeah. In this. I think I think the CGI on them is good. I think their whole design aesthetic mm-hmm. is cool. Overall, I I am enjoying the Oni as creepy scary bad guys. They are very like Michael Myersy. Because they don't talk. Well, that and the way that they'll be like, they just show up randomly and mm-hmm. they just stand mm-hmm. and stare for the most part. I mean, like, once they start moving, it's like not a good position to be in if you're near them. Sure. But they do a lot of just like stalking before they attack, just yes. like Michael Myers does. So then we cut back to the rave proper and Scott and Styles and Kira have shown up. And they're talking about the key and Scott asks if they should go figure out what the key is instead of doing this rave thing and then a girl just randomly shows up and kisses styles on the cheek so he decides no it can wait and then scott takes kira's hand (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she says thanks for everything Mm -hmm. and then allison sees scott and kira and kira sees scott's reaction and sees allison's reaction and she pulls her hand away and i hated that moment for kira that made me feel really bad for her it makes sense. Oh, yeah, it made sense. It yeah. was just, like, emotionally painful for yes. me, for her. But then Allison just smiles, and they are mature about the whole thing, which is nice. Yeah, which, I mean, like, is good, because it's pretty clear that her and Isaac have had a thing mm-hmm. long before Kira came along. We talked about this is the song that we liked. Mm-hmm. I like the way that it slows down when Scott and Allison are looking at each other, and it's kind of a dramatic moment. And yeah. then when Allison smiles, like, picks up again it's like everything's fine yeah that is a good use of the soundtrack in that kira kind of disappeared in the crowd so scott uses his werewolf eyes to look for her and apparently they work like a flash on a camera because he can see her yes aura and it's got a snout like a dog mm-hmm. or a fox so then styles rump catches up with the girl who kissed him and realizes it's caitlin the girl whose girlfriend was eaten by bugs yep. that were sent by the Drac. Yep, so sad. And he says, he basically is like, hey, did you remember your girlfriend died? And she's like, yeah, but I'm drunk. Yep. So it's fine. That is totally fair. So then Aiden approaches Lydia with fake fangs and says they aren't as good as the real ones. And Lydia replies they aren't as lethal either. Mm -hmm. And he admits he deserves that, but he helped arrange the rave for her. And Lydia gives zero fucks. Yeah. She says if she wanted to go to a rave, she'd get in a time machine and go back to the 90s. But she is at a rave. Yeah. So why is she here if she doesn't want to go to a rave? She doesn't seem to be having much fun. No, but that's kind of like her de facto. Once she finds out that she's a banshee, it's kind of like the more involved with the weird shit happens, the less fun she has in her life. Yeah, she definitely is not the same Lydia as from season one. But I'm just still wondering, like, why are you here? (laughs) Why did you Because her friends are. They, didn't, they all came separately. Like, Allison and Isaac showed up separately just to find Scott. And There is definitely a packed group chat. I know. And they all know what they're doing. But she just seemed like she was there just chilling, but not having any fun. Maybe she was trying to be the old Lydia. And it just wasn't working. I mean, I think she's just trying to put herself out there because she doesn't want to sit at home alone. Probably because if something bad happens to her, she would rather have, like, a werewolf or a hunter, like within screaming distance that would be my mo if i was her even if i was like not me and i wasn't social (laughs) i would just be like well if they're all going to this party i guess my ass is going because that'll be the safest place in town i suppose except it doesn't turn out to be no but like 
I would rather have the Oni show up with all of those people around me than have the Oni show up at my house with nobody True, around me. Since she'd probably freeze to death. Yeah. Okay. So that is when... Uh, Allison joins Isaac. Yes. And he asks if she told Scott, and she said they still have some time for uh, Chris's like secret time right. limit that he gave them. And Isaac says that he doesn't like keeping secrets from Scott, his boyfriend. Yes, and they are <laughs> flirting so hard. Yes. Allison is talking about how, okay, so he doesn't like keeping secrets, but he just wants them to stand around until somebody notices them being whatever they are. Yeah. And they have, this is me speaking, but the amazing chemistry. Just, they're just ugh, I love them. Yeah. They're I'm so like, good together. Ugh. Scott and Kira are so good together. Ugh. The couples are coupling. <laughs> yes. So Isaac thinks that she's mad at him, which I think, again, is a kind of a default. He just assumes if people are upset, it's because they're mad at him. Yes. And she says she's frustrated, to which he asks, sexually? <laughs> which, yeah, I think that's true. Oh, absolutely. So that is when she decides to have fun at the rave and takes off her flannel and reveals that she has a cute bralette on that just happens mm-hmm. to glow bright pink in the black light. <laughs> yes. And she says, do you want to talk about Scott or do you want to paint my body? And he chooses door number two. Yes. And Lydia is observing everyone. And starts seeing the Oni, and she cries out for Scott, mm-hmm. and then runs outside to get some air. So at this point, we are seeing that they're not just going after werewolves. Yes. And also, when Lydia ran outside, this was when, because I had to watch the end of this episode at Heather's place. Um, that is, I've never seen that view of Derek's little hideout area, and it made me think... It also looked different when he was with outside of it with the trick-or-treaters, too. I was like, I don't think this is the same layout for his little hideout that we've normally seen. Because remember, originally, they had, like, that long roof that was in front of his window. To Like, I don't know what the good... I don't know what the layout of this I thought, warehouse place is. Well, I don't know if we've ever seen it before, but I feel like that balcony was always there in front of the big window. But I just don't know if we've ever seen it. I'm specifically thinking of when the Alpha Pack showed up and did the little vendetta thing on the mm-hmm. window. Yeah. Because that balcony was not there when they did that. How do you know that? Because we were looking through it and you could oh. see. Cause we, I thought we only saw it from the inside. We did only see it from the inside. But the way that it was designed, like you could see the like roof. Oh. Through it, like the way the design I of mean, it. You're probably right. I, I'm sure that they just added this. In it this was just weird for yeah. convenience. But I was just like, this doesn't match the layout of this place. And also, how big is it? It's it. It's like the House of Leaves. Yes. It's or the room also, of requirement. Derek's loft crazy requirement. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, it was just like bugging me. Not yeah. enough to like bring down the episode or anything. But I was just like, what are they doing? The same thing they always do. Yeah, whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. Then one of the smoke ninjas starts materializing up out of the floor, which I thought was pretty cool. That was very cool. And I was like, poor Lydia. Yeah. And she tries to scream, but a second only shows up and... They silence her. Steals the scream out of her mouth, basically. Danny finds Aiden thinking... calls him Ethan. Yes. (laughs) And Aiden is immediately a dick, but then he's also like worried about his brother. Because Danny hasn't seen him since he went to go get ice. Yep. So then we cut back to Styles and Caitlin. She brought him some beers mm-hmm. and she says his key has phosphorus on it. Yes. And then she kisses him. 
and he tells her he thought she liked girls and she confirms she likes she does and then he was like so you also like boys and she's like yes i do yes this is a pivotal by styles truther moment yeah because he says i thought you liked girls i do do you absolutely i also like boys do you and then he just like blue screens as he kind of apparently like considers it for the first time Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and then she kisses him before we get an answer right but you know for those of us who believe that styles is bisexual it seems like he's definitely like oh am i do i like boys yeah huh but yeah so then he they kiss but he gets distracted again still thinking about the key and he asks her what phosphors are and she explains that they're basically the things that make things glow in black light yeah anything that luminesces yes were her exact words and they react to uv light and styles has an idea and runs off but not before he gives her water to hydrate because when you are specifically when you're doing drugs like molly or ecstasy you it is a of the utmost importance that you stay hydrated or even if you're drinking yeah, if you're drinking, absolutely. Drink a lot of water before bed. Stay hydrated, people. Stay hydrated. PSA, kids. Stay hydrated. For the love of God, stay hydrated. <laughs> Drink water. And it is cute that Styles is like, it's like, I don't want to offend you. I'm sorry. I really do have to go drink some water. It's just instead of just being like, peace. Yeah, bye you. <laughs> so then we cut to Scott and Kira out on the roof, I guess because they wanted some peace and quiet. And Kira points out that he's got some paint on his face, which he can't get off. So she licks her thumb and wipes it off for him. And he says, I can't believe you just mommed me, which reminded me of the time that Allison mommed him when they were driving to the park or the woods or whatever on their skip day. Mm -hmm. And she stopped quickly and put her arm out. So it's like a trend that Scott's girlfriends or soon-to-be girlfriends mom him at some point. That's like an opening flirtation that's maybe that's there's just something about, about scott that makes you want to mom him oh absolutely i would want to mom him if i saw him and be like oh baby let me fix your hair i do that to my friends actually like if they have like something in their hair or i'll just oh, be like yeah. let me get it yeah i don't think i would lick my finger and wipe it off i would face, not but... do it depends on which friend it was there's some friends i would do that with but not many yeah i don't think i would do that i mean the only person i would probably do that to is my nephew no, I have friends that I would do it too. No. But I'm like, like <laughs> my, me and my friends are weird like that. <laughs> um, so that is when Kira basically is asking Scott how he's being so chill about all of this because she showed him the picture and she looks like a demon from hell. And he's like, I don't think you look like a demon. I think it looks like a fox. Well, yes. And he also says that it looks like it's protecting her, like yes. armor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Isaac and Allison are dancing. <laughs> yes, I realized I didn't really put anything else here except for, oh my God, just kiss already. <laughs> yes. They're dancing and they're vibing and they're about to kiss. Yeah. And then Allison notices something behind Isaac's ear. And I'm like, bitch, that can wait. <laughs> right. Like, it'll be there in a minute. Just. <laughs> yeah. You can make out and still, like, worry about that. So, and they run into, I don't even know what this the room bathroom? is. I don't know. No. I thought it was a bathroom, but that's. But then we find out that because Ethan's there, that's where the ice was. Utility closet of some kind. Yeah, with a mirror. I I don't know. So, either um, way. But yeah, so they they reveal that it, uh, Isaac has what looks like a backwards five. Yes. Tattooed, it looks like behind his ear. And, and... they find Ethan catatonic. Mm-hmm. 
And then Danny and Aiden find Lydia catatonic at the same time. Yep. And then Isaac breaks Ethan's arm to snap him out of it. Which, I, at this point, I'm thinking... Uh, well, still, I'm thinking, I hate that they keep doing this to each other. But I, I also think that it makes sense for Isaac to do it because he also just hates them. He's yes. Like, I'm going to save your life, but I'm going to do it the most difficult and painful way. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> it'll make me feel a little better. Also, I mean, Derek is his example. Mm-hmm. So then we also see that Derek pops up and has the same mark behind his ear. And he immediately knows that there's something not right about his body and he just roars. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he was unconscious. He apparently has been unconscious in the parking lot this entire time, just lying in the parking yeah. lot. But I mean, I just said that be, that way because Isaac has been awake for hours and mm-hmm. hadn't noticed that anything was different about him. And Derek wakes up and is immediately like, there is something on, somebody gave oh, me yeah. a fucking tattoo. He did, yeah. But he roars and Scott hears him. And he's like, Derek. And then they all kind of converge in the main room. Well, no, wait, sorry. First, Derek finally gets to his loft. Yes. And realizes that there's a rave going on. So and he, he flips the DJ stand over. Which I'm, that equipment was really expensive, I'm sure. You know what? If I was Derek, I would be... Knowing Derek, I warrant everything that he does. I co-sign on it. I get why he did it, but I also feel like Bloody Beetroot could sue him. I don't know. I think he could sue them for like not having a permit and throwing a rave in his abandoned warehouse. Yeah. Could they do that? Why not? They were invited. Not by him. They don't know who owns that place. So if somebody says hey, I need you to play at the party that I'm throwing. I don't think they ask you to see it. But everybody's also underage at this party, too. I think there's the DJ. He's not the bouncer. Yeah, but it's not an officially sanctioned event. So that means everybody gets in trouble, particularly the adults. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're an adult and there are underage people, like, drinking and partying, you're considered a contributor. I remember yeah. that from being like a young delinquent. Fair enough. Contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Yes. That is what everybody <laughs> was afraid of when I was in high school and going to college parties. Uh, yeah. And stuff like that. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes. First, I guess Bloody Beat Roots has his own bouncer who tries to stop Derek. Yeah. Which obviously that doesn't work. No. So then he flips over the equipment and yells that everybody needs to get out. And I just liked a little background noise of somebody in the background going damn dude (laughs) (laughs) um so everybody clears out except for the pack which i think i made the note and the oni well yeah i think i made the note here that i think besides lydia and styles who are gone this is the closest we've gotten to the the whole like pack being together yeah at one time yeah so then they just have a fight scene with the oni nothing really exciting about it lots of unnecessary gymnastics yeah nobody's really winning except for the oni yeah i will say though that i think the lighting is very good because it's dark yeah i can still see what's happening yes and isaac decides that he's gonna help and one pulls a katana out of itself yes and he's immediately like "Mm." no never mind and then they grab ethan and wipe it oh it was aiden yeah aiden's the last one who hasn't well besides scott and Kira. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So they they were trying to protect Aiden, basically, because the Oni were coming for him. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there was a little bit of a moment where Scott's like, I'm not really going to get in a fight to protect Aiden. Yeah. But it's Scott. So, of course. Um, but then also I thought at this point, I mean, they've all gone, almost all of them have gone through it now. So they know that he's not going to die. Like, yeah. Just, just let him do it. 
Who cares? You don't like him that much anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's two of them anyway, and there's a better version. So why don't we just, you know. Yeah, whatever. We can keep one of the twins. So Scott goes wolf mode in front of Kira, and he's ready to fight. But then the sun comes up, and the Oni disappear. Mm-hmm. So they're nighttime monsters only. And also the sun rose very quickly. Yeah, it did. It just like came on like a floodlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, man. And like when I think about it, I'm like, I know Derek has to be pissed. Because that means he slept all night on the ground. He didn't get to eat his M&Ms. No. And I guess those were the only trick-or-treaters that came. So nobody like came to check on him. He was just sleeping outside. Just in the park. Nobody from the rave saw him. And he probably was just like, oh my God, his back probably hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, I can't wait to go home and just lay in my fucking bed. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Derek. But, oh, buddy. He's got it rough all the time. He does. So... After all this happens, Isaac tells Allison Chris's 24 hours are up, mm-hmm. to which we cut to Chris, who comes home beaten and bloody. Yep. And Allison is calling him, but he passes out. Right. So then we cut to Styles, who has gone to the school and finds out that the key, the mystery key on his keychain opens the chemical closet where Barrow had been hiding. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing he does is go up to the chalkboard, which apparently it's it's been days and nobody has erased that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it has been days. So, whatever. But he sees the atomic symbols on the board and he copies them and realizes that it was written in his handwriting. Yep. So, here's my question on this one. Would you recognize your own handwriting? Without I would to have to I would have to try. I wouldn't recognize you I would have to do it exactly how he mm-hmm. did it. I would have to write next to it and be like, "Oh, shit." It okay. is me. But I wouldn't just look and automatically assume that it was my handwriting, I don't think. That one is genuinely, I was like, I can't tell if this is stupid movie stuff or TV stuff where they think we wouldn't understand mm-hmm. unless he does it or if I would actually need to do that. I will say I noticed people's handwriting. Like my niece Carter, she has like the most beautiful handwriting I've ever seen in my life. It's disgusting. I am so jealous. <laughs> I might actually recognize my, like, other people's handwriting before yeah, I would recognize my own. That's what it is. I can tell other people's handwriting easily. Mine, not so much. Although, well, if it was more, if it was, like, full words written, I'd probably recognize my own. But just numbers. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know, because I make my twos a certain way. There are certain things that I do a certain way. But you're not the only one who does it that way, I'm sure. No, but I know what like I know what my two looks like. <laughs> I have really shitty handwriting, so that's why I would, mine would stand out. Okay, so now we've circled back around to we would be able to tell it's our handwriting without writing it on the board. So that is TV nonsense. Oh yeah. Although I will. Okay, no, I'm gonna further circle and just say maybe you would look at it and be like, that does look like my handwriting, and then try it out to yeah, make sure because you don't want it to be. So yeah. you're just like no. I don't remember writing it. It can't be mine. Yeah. If it, I was like, that kind of looks like my handwriting. I would definitely try it out. Yeah. Okay. And then I'd be like, yay, it's not mine. That looks way better than my shit. Yeah. Or I'd be like, ooh, I'm evil, maybe. Okay. So we circled like three times, but. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But that was my last note because that's where we leave the episode. Yeah. So that is the end of our episode. So. We had too many twink alerts to count. Yeah, we had another like twink nuke. Um, we had definite evidence of Styles being by. Yes. Um, 
No new wolf faces. Nope. We did get... I don't even know what I would call it. We get a, we got a Kitsune Aura. Yeah. So, yeah. Not a Kitsune face, but we got a Kitsune Aura. Going forward, I think anytime a new creature does person is revealed to be supernatural, that counts. Yeah. Um, lore? Not really, because we just got mysteries that haven't been resolved yet. Yeah. No. So we don't really know anything about the Oni. We've just seen them. No, I guess, should we have like a little like science time or like knowledge check thing? Cause, we uh, could because they it, taught us about phosphors. It could be like the, what uh, heavy handed knowledge did they force on us this week? Yes. Yeah, so we learned about <laughs> phosphors. We did. Yes. We had Nokia and Apple product placement and M&M's. Yep. And probably Derek's car, but I wasn't paying attention. Nokia again. You mean the same phone? Yeah. Yeah. I still count it because, um, like, I also, well, we didn't really break down the twink alerts, but mm-hmm. had we done it, I would have counted Aiden's, Aiden and Ethan's mm. locker room separate from the true black light party. So. Okay. Fair enough. But anyway. Um, I think that's it, right? Yep. Besides rating? Yep. Um,. I don't like this episode as much as the others. It was no. just kind of there, but it was good. Yeah. So I'd give it a solid mm, four. I'm just going to give it a solid four Onis. Okay. Um, I still think it's an enjoyable episode, even though not that much. Well, I say not that much happens, but it does happen. I mean, we learn a lot, kind of. I don't know. It's weird. A lot is put on the board. Yeah. Without being resolved. Maybe that makes a good way to say it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good foundational episode. Yes. I'll give it a 4.5 phosphor keys. Okay. (laughs) Sure. That works. Not mad at it. All right. So So that's it. Normally, we would end the episode, and then we'd tell you to go check out Wolf Bites if you want to hear about what we've been watching. But I haven't been watching anything. We so. haven't. I've only seen one thing, so I'm just going to go ahead and drop it on this episode. Yeah. I don't think we need to make a wolf bite for this one. <laughs> so um, I went and saw the movie It Lives Inside. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Oh, it is a Indian, like a South Indian um, horror movie. Hmm. It's really good. I very much enjoyed it. Cool. Story was good. Um, it's very original and, uh, my only gripe is it's kind of a creature feature and it, once you see the creature, it's very like, anticlimactic. I wish, no, it's still good. It's just like, once you see the creature, it's like, I really wish that I didn't see this because it's also invisible a lot of the time and it's very effectively done. Yeah. And then once they show it, it's just like. Okay, well, like, it's it's got very cool, like, details to it, but, like, the whole thing, the creature as a whole is just, like, not cool. Looking. Yeah, it's always, I always, I always feel that way. It's always scarier what you don't see. But I highly recommend it. It's really good. Solid story. Love the actress in it. The, oh, man, it was really good. I can't wait to watch it again. Is it streaming or you um, I saw it? it in theaters. So I'm sure it'll go to streaming fairly soon if you don't feel like going to see it in theaters but i think it's good and worth seeing in theaters cool 
Oh my goodness. Sorry, yawning. It's okay. It's not even that late. I'm just old. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> nine fourteen. Yeah. It's getting there. Um, I'm trying. I'm just really trying to come up with something that I've watched or listened to, or I don't know. You don't have to. Nah, I I really got nothing. All right. So. <laughs> If you would like to email us, you can email us at twinkwarspod at gmail.com. And if you would like to follow us on Tumblr or Twitter, you can do so at twinkwarspod. Do and you ever you... actually post on Twitter still? Mm, I mean, I do on my like own personal no, I meant stuff. On but, our like, but on Twitter. ours, no. Okay. Because especially now, although I did get a blue sky access... Um, code and i would consider i really feel like x is about to meet its downfall Mm -hmm. especially if he pulls the trigger on that making everybody pay for it thing um so in the event that that happens i guess i would if we got enough interest i would like consider like moving us to blue sky i've never even heard of blue sky um is that different from threads i assume yeah, it's just like Twitter. So is Threads, except yeah. it's attached to Instagram. Yeah, um, and like you can have nudity on Blue Sky. Oh, that's the big <laughs> spin. That's the big draw of that one. Okay. All right. Well. So, yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been Twink Wars. Bye. Bye.